All right, so welcome to Unsigned 518. I'm here with House of Saturn. How's it going? Going great. We're doing yeah. good. Doing pretty good over and, here. And it's so we have we have Malcolm and Brian and Jess. Mm-hmm. Right? See, I got it right. Howdy. <laughs> Fantastic. That's always like the most nerve-wracking part of this is like, ah, I, I have to t- say everybody's name in the beginning, and if I forget, I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah, so, like, I mean, we only said it once, so like, I feel that it's impressive. But the Every thing is, is someone. when you said it, you like, I may have just been like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, but you don't know that I was going... Malcolm Bryant, Jess, Malcolm Bryant, Jess, <laughs> Malcolm Bryant. And the Do whole the time you were here, thing. I'm just like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. But uh, so Brian and Jess, we met at Jive Hive mm-hmm. way back in the beginning. I think I maybe had one or two episodes of this show done. Yeah. And that was it. Like, that was like way back in the beginning. And now I'm on approaching episode 70. Mm-hmm. Which is wow. a lot of local musicians that I've talked to, and yeah. uh, and I've got them all coming in. But uh, even back then, you guys were talking about something that you had coming up, you know, that was uh, still a ways out that you wanted to come on the show and talk about. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. So like, there's things that you have to talk about. But I guess before we get into what you uh, have been working on, we want to kind of go back to I guess the formation of the band like how everything came together um, I guess your story in your words kind of way so I don't know who sure. wants to who wants to lead that off yeah so oh Malcolm you were gonna <laughs> no, I'll, I'll start I'll start okay it's fine. <laughs> so, it's fine. <laughs> so um, as you can tell like we we're just all a bunch of friends and that's kind of how we started and uh, we all met <clears throat> in our college days which is weird to say but um, feel really old. Yeah. Oh, so. stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's already know. been a, a, a the length of a bachelor's degree since I got my master's degree. Yeah, I right. realized that the other uh, day. It's weird. I graduated high school 32 years ago, so just stop. <laughs> 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 I'm the old one. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anyway, so yeah, so we, we met, we were all in a music program um, at the Crane School of Music at SUNY Potsdam at the time. Um, and our group of friends just kind of got to know each other. Um, and you know, after we left school, I'm the one who is from this area. Malcolm's mm-hmm. from, from close by, close by. Um, but, uh, everybody kind of moved here, uh, along with me and, um, one of our friends and, um, we kind of all just migrated here and we would spend, you know, nights jamming or whatever, doing mm-hmm. like our favorite cover tunes and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, after a you know kind of a big event we we decided to finally let's be an actual band and try that out <laughs> yeah so. we had been putting it off for like quite a while we would talk about it all the time actually a friend of ours who was living in this area maddie big shout out to maddie she was mm-hmm. kind of like our, our bitch yeah our <laughs> pete best i miss that bitch <laughs> i miss you too maddie if you're listening we love you but yeah we she love was you, maddie she was kind of like our pete best like our like quote unquote drummer you know she was just like beatles deep cut yeah yeah she was just like you know hitting this the snare drum you know god i really would hang out we jam like after a friday night out at the bars yeah and then like eventually brian when brian moved here we were like okay i moved here from rochester yeah yeah i i used to live in rochester and i i taught out there for a year and i would I, I could count on one hand the number of times I got to come visit these guys in Troy. And then, you know, we'd jam. And that was back before we were using any sort of ear protection. 
<laughs> so it would just ears. be so fucking loud in the room, and your ears would just be buzzing. <laughs> and oh, I'm, I'm familiar with the after practice ear ring. Time for <laughs> lunch. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once Brian moved here, we we're like, thank God we have a, a drummer, <laughs> and, and so we we kind of all all started. Um, doing it that way and um it was kind of our first delve into because like we we were in a music program and it was a classical music program yeah. so like oh we are like all of last year pretty much because we're still relatively new all of last year was like us figuring out how to like not give a recital <laughs> when we're doing <laughs> yeah like our first like real performance we're like on stage giving dissertations about each song so this song here in a minor <laughs> was like... we wrote this three years ago if you notice the themes throughout <laughs> yeah somebody told us afterwards that we sounded really pretentious and we were like really we were like scared shitless because we're not like <laughs> from this we we're right? not it's yeah. like we're given a pre-concert talk we're not used we're... to this background and we were like me at least like i'm definitely i love to share about like what i wrote about and and how i came about writing a song and really nobody gives a shit that's what liner <laughs> notes are for I just hear your like song. if anyone if you're lucky enough to have someone buy your album or go to your band camp that's what that's for i've learned and yeah. one of the things that i found you know because our band is super new too you know only a year a, a little over a year whatever but like um not only do they not really care what the song's about, but I feel like they don't want you to tell them what the song's yeah. about. Yeah. Like, because I've been talking to and been like, oh yeah, you know, that song's and they're kind of like, nope, don't want to, don't want to hear it because you know I have my their or you know their version of what the song's about, right. and they don't want that yeah. to be trampled on, even if it's by the person who is the only person that knows what the song's about. They're yeah. like, I have no interest in that. I I've noticed that. Like even in this band, like sometimes we'll talk about each other's songs a little bit and they'll tell me, oh, this is what I think about your song, Record Then Save, or or I don't know, just like different songs I've written. And even they take away different things from it that compared to what I was thinking, putting into it. And, you know, it's it's a weird blend of wanting to share what I'm thinking and feeling and having everybody understand that, but also enjoying other people's interpretations of what you made yeah right yeah yeah so we spent a lot of time last year kind of figuring that out mm -hmm. becoming less awkward <laughs> on stage. i mean don't get me wrong we're still really slightly less awkward now <laughs> we'll be on a bill like we played this amazing gig with um wcdb albany who's like oh, just doing so amazing fun. things for the scene right now and uh we did this battle of the bands and um, some of my favorite bands were on the lineup. Like oh Candy Ambulance was Love on Candy it, Ambulance. which I was just like so I'm a, I'm excited a, about. I, if you've listened to episodes, you'll know that I'm like a, such an unabashed Candy Ambulance I fan like boy. was <laughs> singing the words to their song after we got off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like I was so excited to see them. And um, Senior Living was on that they as well. They were killer. And, uh, they Galeen. played a Green Day sh a song, and I pretty much lost my shit. Sweet. <laughs> um, and you know, we got we we got off the stage, and we were like, that went pretty well. And then we watched the other bands perform, and we're like, <laughs> we're awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but awkward can be charming, you know what I mean? Like, right at the really end can. of our last song, I was so excited. We were just like in this big space, so I threw my drumsticks up in the air after the last hit, mm -hmm. and. 
I'm going to upload the video eventually to our YouTube, but the sticks land directly on my own head. So and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> well, it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember uh, Nirvana's early days. Yeah, throwing the Chris Novoselic threw his bass up. He yeah. fucked himself yeah. up. And I mean, those bases, he, like, almost he took, his, took his bass and whipped it up in the air, and it came down butt end and yeah. caught him right oh. on the bridge oh. of the nose and yeah. like Jesus. busted his face open, yeah. blood everywhere, right on live TV. Hi, like. Axel. Hi, Axel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, funny enough, you Brian. You remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned, I looked back at him and I like saw that happen and I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was like secondhand embarrassed for oh him. I'm God. like, he is, that is rough. I and then so he got off stage it. and he's like, well, they, you know, that guy from Nirvana, that actually it happened to him. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a cool story, and it's a cool story. You know what I mean? And I didn't get a concussion. Most shit that's embarrassing in the moment makes a great story with a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Got one. You don't have to tell it on the podcast, but you can. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what you're referencing. We were talking about driving earlier. Oh God, it's it's don't still not it. funny. It's still not funny. <laughs> there will come a time when Malcolm's I mean, I, I work for a car rental place, so I get pretty cheap discounts. I rented this, like, nice, like, muscle car, car Challenger GT, you know, with the Hemi and whatever. And we were going down seven. I was like, you know, let me see what I can do in this car. Oh, no. Definitely going too fast. Might have gone three tickets all at once. <laughs> Didn't work oh, out. Uh, had to hire a lawyer. That's still going on. And just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully my boss has to listen to this and find out about that. But and that was our that was our New Year's Eve Jive yeah. Hive yeah. gig day. We, sh- oh, we rolled no up way. to the Jive Hive in, in that, that challenger. But on the way to the gig, you know, it's just like five hundred the Malcolm's whole time. Going so like scared. Fifty and a fifty-five. Oh <laughs> and, and it felt so wrong in that car. Yeah, it, was, it was rough. To his credit, he, I'm always talking a big game about driving fast in my shit ass car. So. He had to he had to outdo me and he certainly outdid me and I haven't driven nearly that fast since <laughs> I've kept it double digits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it was, you were hauling that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I've it, never heard a state trooper yell in real life. Oh wow. It was incredible. <laughs> he was not happy, no. no. He like snatched the keys out of my hands. He oh was my God. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Not quite funny yet, but like it'll maybe once, t- once once the tickets are settled, yeah. it'll yeah. be it'll, it'll be kind be, of funny. funny. Check back in a year. Or so. like, yeah, if I still have my gig. job, then it's funny. Yeah. Right, but you know the fact that that you told the story means you're at least coming to slightly to terms. Right, with it, yeah, it's know? all right. Like, I'll get there. You've reached not quite acceptance, but you're on your way there. Mm. You know, it's getting there. But anyways, as you know, as you can tell, we're <laughs> we uh we just kind of love you. Spend our nights moving. <laughs> and then, you know, decided to kind of make it a real thing. And then we've been kind of Figuring working our way through that. Yeah. You know? And it's been really cool to have so much support in this area. Right. Um, again, you know, like the Jive Hive was was huge for us. My first time meeting Tom was was um, actually when I I'd met Andy Morse, who's um, in the wheel um, in my work at the Troy Savings Bank Music Hall. And um, he had invited me to come play some fiddle with them. And uh, I was super excited. And, uh, you know, he he tells me, yeah, you know, we rehearse at our friend's carriage house, you know, like bring your own amplification, like whatever. And I'm I'm assuming it's, you know, just like your average. That's a carriage house that functions as a carriage house, but a right. space has been cleared out exactly. for you to Exactly, and it's just like whatever. Like, so I show up yeah. my little like dinky practice amp, you know, for my violin 
and I waltz in through those doors and I was like blown away. <laughs> I always tell people it reminds me of like the Tonight Show or something like, Ooh, you know, yeah. like there's the behind the scene with the bar and the, you know, it's like so nice and comfortable. Yeah. But the performance thing is so national TV level. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, legit yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing it's... what Tom and Stacy have mm-hmm. done there. And so it was I met Tom that night. And um, from there, you know, um, Tom was like our biggest support, especially early on yeah, for the band. Time. And we've recorded pretty much all of our music at the Jive Hive as well. And shout out to Alec Lewis for, for being Ooh. our homie doing the uh, recording. But um, yeah, you know, just the support in this area has been amazing. And so we've we've had a lot of people help us. Mm-hmm. And move that's our way what forward. I mean, that's yeah. what it's all about. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and again, us and I told you how it always come back to me. But like, you know, us are the, we're the same way. We're a new band and people have just helped us so much that we're just like, I can't even believe that this is happening. You know, mm-hmm. like you expect like this big competition and everybody's trying to get up on, you know, that's what you hear when you hear of like rock and roll scenes or like, you know, it's always like, oh yeah, we were trying to, you know, fuck over all the other bands because it was very limited spots and we wanted us to be there. Whereas in the 518 scene, it's like nobody seems to be competing. And if you are somebody that has that competitive oh, I need to screw somebody over, you're an outcast. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, you yeah. do not fit in. Whereas, like, in a lot of scenes, if you're nice and accommodating, people just walk all over you, and that's not the scene here, which I love. So Yeah, it's yeah. been amazing to see, especially as, like, I grew up in this area, um, but, you know, as a child, you don't really... Right. Like, my my family, they're not musicians. My dad's a big music guy, but he's more into the radio side of things. Um, so <clears throat> I wasn't really into the local scene at all when I was young and moving back here that was such an amazing thing to to find and right. be a part of <laughs> you know so it's it's been wonderful to to be a part of it really it's awesome um so I guess we're, we're kind of at that point in the show where we should probably hear a song so cool. is there one that you had in mind yeah so um we'll start off with our our first single that we released um over the summer that's called uh, Sugar of Lead. And ironically enough, that song, like, I just thought those words sounded cool. And then <laughs> and then our, our our good friend Lenore, she... Uh, the band mom. She's amazing. One of the best people. Um, she came to me and she's like, you know, that name, you know, th- that's actually like a thing, Sugar of Lead. It's like a poison. <laughs> and so I guess, you know, there's it's there's a way of heating up lead... Um, and it, it turns into like a sugar cube, but it's poisonous and, um, well, it's lead, yeah. you know, so, so <laughs> it's actually a thing. There's like these little sugar cubes of lead. <laughs> that the are craziest poison- thing though, it's like, it's represented by like Saturn, like the God Saturn oh, too. Yeah. So it's like connected on that level so that bizarre. we didn't even know. And I swear to God, I just thought those words sounded cool <laughs> when I wrote the song. Well, wasn't another name for it? Salt of Saturn? Yeah, I thought that was the salt of Saturn. salt of yeah. sugar of lead, salt of Saturn. Yeah, thanks to Lenore for pointing that out to us. We uh, we kind of didn't go looking for it, but yeah, she it brought it to us. Discovery. And Lenore's been fantastically supportive of our band. She's come to pretty much every gig since I met her. Yeah, she's and uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. She's our our 
big supporter and uh, roadie. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Lenore. Yeah. Anyways, Sugar of Lead. Here's Sugar of Lead. All right. Let's listen to Sugar of Lead. We'll be right back with House of Saturn. <laughs>
All right, so that was Sugar of Lead, House of Saturn. And, you know, there's obviously only three of you in the band, and I, I clearly hear more going on than I think <laughs> the three of you could pull off. So where's that sound, you know, where's the sound coming from? What instruments are we talking, like, I guess kind of break down a little bit of what's what's happening in the in the song. Yeah, um, so the unfortunate part about my songwriting is that I'm usually alone in my room, in my studio, and I layer on as much as I can, <laughs> really, because I love really full-sounding um, mixes and, and orchestrations like that. And so um, when I wrote the song, I kind of had all of that going on. And when we first started, we we would have to totally reorchestrate for a, a three-piece live, you know, like how are we going to make this work? And sometimes like Brian's singing a background instrumental line because it's like, <laughs> oh, we want to have that there, but he can't play drums and another instrument, right. which he does do sometimes live. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, we uh, we kind of had to refigure that out. But um, my, my primary instrument is violin, so one sort of fundamental through of my music um is strings and a string sound so in that tune like the feature is is my violin and i i run it through pedals so you know it sounds all cool with the yeah. wah effect and <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> and that's fun but there's also i i wrote out like a a three-piece string trio for violin viola and cello that's kind of going all throughout that and it would be awesome to have that live but <laughs> right. and i mean is that something that you know you think you could source out like if you were playing live get like a couple other string musicians yeah. to back you up or even you know having it'd be neat having like a pad trigger on the drums or something that has you know yeah. you've se seen a lot of things we played last night in the um house drums had pads built in mm. and when the guy was like showing That's us the sick. drums he's like yeah and you can hit this one and he hits a pad and it was like ow 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 oh, <laughs> i would like, use that so I don't know. much yeah and i was like i said to my drummer like i was like if you don't use that shit i'm gonna be so mad i would be I'm pissed like, if you know, he didn't use but it. like all these pads <laughs> and it got me thinking about like stuff that you can do like i mean even having you know one note that's a string that mm. you could trigger and like i gotta get my neil peart set up together yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah fill that but roto toms of sample pads yeah yeah i mean we definitely talked about like how we could in incorporate different gear because like one thing i like to say about us is if you've only heard us live which you know we don't have that much music out so uh if you only heard us live you're kind of like missing half the song that we have going on in our heads because like yeah. we'll add like you heard it now, a string section. We'll add trumpet. We'll add trombone sometimes, synths, keyboards. You know, yeah. uh, we're yeah. working with some other music students right now for a show that's about to come up. We have like slide guitar and like yeah. acoustic mix in too mm -hmm. with everything that we're doing. So yeah, the sound is always big in our in our heads, but like we try to like incorporate as much as we can. Live. That's the best thing yeah. about being able to, you know, make something in the studio is that. Mm -hmm you can add all those layers and like when we first started recording i was saying to the the producer like very important that like everything that that we do we can do live you know and he was like no it's not gonna happen <laughs> and i was like what do you mean and he was like no like we you know to make this song you need to have a certain amount of stuff and like you're not gonna have somebody hand clapping and throwing in a little tambourine thing here and you know he adds like all these little accents that you don't even think of 
mm-hmm. and he was like, you got to think of the song as a, more like a movie where you take your time, you edit, you add, you do, and then you present this thing, whereas live is a theater production. I like that. Yeah. Where yeah. everything's spontaneous and like something different might happen and it's a, it's a different experience, but one does not denigrate the other. Mm-hmm. And like, then I was just like, all right, fuck yeah, put an egg shaker in the song. Let's do this. You know, like, I'm like. You can never go wrong with yes. an egg shaker. Then it's all the more reason to listen to the studio version and then like as you get into a band, you can hear like, oh shit, this is like different on the record from what I saw them do live or, right. or vice versa and you get to get that experience. And, you know, I mean, one thing that we struggled with um, like as recently as a year ago when we were still figuring out being a band with only three of us um, was orchestration. And we're all so ADHD that it was really hard to not change up the set list every week, every gig. Yeah, we would do this really cool and thing like <laughs> where we would, like when we were playing live, where almost every gig we had, we're like, let's flip half the songs in the set list. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we had like, just, <laughs> like learn, uh, bunch of new tunes I mean, we still do that a little yeah. bit but that keeps it fun though it. you know it keeps ke- yeah. it's like uh it's almost like an exercise you know yeah. like it keeps keeps your chops going when it's like all right relearn this do this now we're learning it you know i love I that i mean yeah it's just because there's so much different music out there that we just like really love and we're so influenced by that we want to like do it all we have to stop ourselves from trying to be everything all at once yeah, yeah for sure like uh we saw uh one of our favorite bands mother mother before they blew up on TikTok, <laughs> we saw them um, in Boston and I saw uh, we had VIP tickets to their pre-show, their acoustic pre-show. And I saw that their drummer was playing on just what, like a floor tom, hi hat and a ride cymbal or something like that. And I was like, oh, man, we got to do that because we were playing at Lark Hall for the winter market. And I was like, it's a more minimal setup. It'll be less shit to move. It'll be yeah. great. But I, I didn't take into account that I had 30 songs to reorchestrate the drum set parts for in six days. And it was not our best gig. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to lug synthesizers around. Jess has a, a Roland Juno 60 and a, a grandmother. Moog grandmother. And we, would, we used to bring all that stuff to gigs. Malcolm used for to bring two songs. Two basses. <laughs> for two songs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, we really need to have the synths on this. So we roll into the farmers this. market in Troy with all this shit, and it's like, do we have enough space to plug it all in? And yeah. we'd start late. Yeah. And then so. we discovered, oh, there's like a music scene that's not. It's not the farmers markets. Go figure. Right. And like the music scene, definitely like the playing showcases. Like I know you mentioned you were playing with other bands. Like I don't know how you guys feel about playing with other bands, but oh, I. That's great. You know, coming from a cover band background where it was like three hour gigs Mm -hmm. to like, you know, a bunch of drunk people at 11 o'clock at night in a (laughs) bar in downtown Saratoga, like playing for three hours is that was just like, you know, all right. And then when we started, you know, coming in and making originals, we were still doing three hour gigs, but with two originals in the and then the first time we played a showcase, it was like 
I never want to play more than 40 minutes at a pop ever again. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, we it's, were in the same boat, you know, like, because we were playing a lot of those types of gigs just to get our feet yeah, on the ground, you know. But you have to do everything yourself. You yeah, know? Right. you know, again, coming from, like, the classical background, like, we would get these really great gigs in between. Like, one of our first gigs was at the Troy Savings Bank Music Hall. Whoa. And we were, like, the way that we got to play there. And, um, like, we, we orchestrated, like, these beautiful... David Crosby, like three piece vocal tunes and stuff like that. But, you know, once we started getting into like having, you know, more like house show style gigs, we we stopped playing three hour long gigs. And we're like, oh, my God, this feels so short. And and the it's the for us it, it was also the lugging of the gear. Oh, you know, it went gosh. from Huge like difference. bringing like that big bass amp that weighs like you know, it's like a Volkswagen and yeah. like all our stuff it's and like Fender bring, having to bring our own PA and setting up yeah. the PA and doing our own sound check and running our own sound and doing all that to now I have a gig bag and that's it. That's how I show yeah. up to gigs. I have a gig bag and it's a wireless amazing. little thing that I plug my bass into. That's all I need to bring. Yeah, it's pretty. And incredible. I'm like, this, this, it just makes the fun so much more fun. Oh, tell yes. me about it. It's... And having a sound guy at the shows. Yeah. That's why I always. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very important to shout out the sound guy because without a sound guy, you're either doing it yourself and it probably doesn't sound very good, or you don't have a show. Yep. And, and it's I, it's really really important. I always make sure like last night what we played at 42 degrees in Glens Falls and like there was a sound guy and as soon as we were done I walked right up handshake thank you so much you know cuz yeah. when you're like I need a little more vocal in the monitor and all of a sudden you got vocal in the monitor you're like that was awesome. Like yeah. being able to hear yourself can be a make or break when it comes to playing gigs. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've discovered that with the Nolanots too, playing trumpet with them. And if I can't hear myself, I'm going to overplay. And that happens with the drum set as well. Yeah. yeah. That's actually how we met Alec, Alec Lewis. Yeah, was, Alec Lewis doing sound at Lark Hall. Because he does sound over at Lark Hall. And it was the first round of uh, oh, the, the Last, last Waltz. Waltz. It was the first time we met Alec doing the amazing work he does doing I met that was him fantastic at, I think it was the same well. day I met you because I met you guys at was it Run Rabbit Run it was which yeah. was oh, yeah. incredible yeah and that was so yeah. that was the first time that I met Alec as well yeah yeah. Was that, yeah that was the second time I'd been to the drive hive mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and Alec and I still say and I'll say it on the record again his EP is the best release of 2022 oh, oh my, my gosh God. how beautiful his music I listen, is gorgeous. I listened to that over and over yeah. and over and i and like he will sometimes think that i'm like blowing smoke he'll be like ah you know stop. and i'm like i can't super stress humble. it enough like i listen to that constantly so yeah. it's beautiful it yeah. really beautiful. is it's so yeah. good yeah so good uh well so speaking of music i guess we uh want to talk about i guess what you've been working on uh, and released uh since we last spoke mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get to play the new single correct yeah yeah so um i'll talk about the single in a second we can talk a little bit about like what's coming up for us sure and then we can yeah yeah finish things off with the <laughs> top single. it off but uh single. just a little cherry on top mm. of the single but um so it will probably already be out by the time this podcast comes out, but um, this upcoming weekend that we're recording this, March 18th, we're doing um, kind of our a realization of our songs live mm-hmm. with friends. So we're we're going to be recording live at the the Jive Hive, yeah. and <laughs> we're calling it House of Saturn and Friends because we're we're having a bunch of guests come in and flesh out our tunes in a way that 
sounds more like what we envision what we have on the studio recording so we're we're going to be bringing in uh seth bizkin from headless relatives uh, one of yeah, my favorites. yeah, yeah we play so together good. and i'm so blessed to have met those folks one of the first guests on the show too yeah he's just an amazing advocate involved. for yeah. for music in the community so seth's coming in and he's gonna lay down some amazing harmony vocals he's an amazing vocalist yeah. <laughs> and uh, some acoustic guitar and uh Ian Hoover Mahoney is going to be doing Paddle Steel, which is amazing. Such a great, <laughs> great sound to have in the mix. Yeah, he's we, we rehearsed incredible. it the other night, and like Jess almost couldn't sing because she was smiling so wide. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be incredible. Um, Billy Rings, Bill Ringwood, Billy Rings. playing some saxophone. <laughs> yep, um, I get to play with him every week. He and I actually had the privilege of playing on Alex's album. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. You played drums on Alex's album. I, I did. I'm not sure if they stayed on the album. It I wasn't good. I think he had <laughs> Dave Masenko, who's yeah. a slightly better drummer yeah, than I Yeah, I think, think Dave might, <laughs> might have it on you just a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Billy's going to be coming in. Um, my friend Lucy Nelligan, who's an amazing fiddle player, is going to mm. come in. And we're going to do a super badass fiddle duet um, that oh, these guys I'm are so going to accompany. I'm so excited about that. It's gonna be um, so dope, and so that'll be uh, basically you'll put it out as an album. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping. And Lenora is also going to play some keys awesome. as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but that'll be be coming to you soon in the form of some sort of album, uh, and maybe we'll release the the recording on YouTube or something like that. But it'll be out for everybody's listening and viewing pleasure uh, soon, cool. if it's not already out by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's super cool. Um, and one of the things we'll be We'll be featuring on that is our single that just came out here in March, just this past Friday, March 10th, um, Waster. Um, and that's one that's kind of been a really long time in the making. It was kind of a, a COVID era song that I wrote alone in my room again, just like most songs, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of dealing with being in my early mid 20s during a pandemic and feeling stifled and not happy about <laughs> you know the the ambiguity of the situation um so yeah waster yeah. cool little tune all right so we want to hear that now then yeah cool well let's listen to waster from house of saturn and then we'll be right back to wrap it up
All right, so that was Waster, House of Saturn, and uh, I want to thank you so much for making the trek out here and coming to hang out with me on this uh, wonderful Sunday afternoon. Uh, right? It's a Sunday, isn't it? It's, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. I know. It's hard to believe. <laughs> I know. Uh, but before we go, like I do with all my guests, I just want to give you a chance to say your gratitudes, your highs, hellos, your shout-outs, your whatnot. So, Jess, if you want to start with you. Yeah. Um, so I was like trying to mull over who I want to narrow this down to because I'm just so grateful to so many folks. But I want to start with these boys next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, we're not the band without all three of us. <laughs> so it's, I just, I just love making music with these guys and it's amazing. But, um, also to all of our friends who, who help us out and recording and are making our promotional materials. My friend, uh, Susie does a lot of our photography and the visualizer on YouTube that came out with Waster. She, uh, she helped us film and edit and she did all of that. And she's amazing. My friend, um, Lydia Sharp does, uh, did a lot of our uh, logo work and design she's an amazing artist um our other friend olivia she she did the album art for for waster and she's just an amazing artist um all of our all of our all of our friends who supported us of course everybody at the jive hive and everybody who's ever you know taken interest in what we do and, and giving us you know opportunities to share what we love doing making music um we appreciate you all um, I just wanted to thank, first of all, uh, thank you to my parents for supporting me in music, like my whole life, and my sisters for coming to all my concerts growing up. Um, and thank you to everybody at the Jive Hive. You've all been so kind, so generous, and you know, giving us a, a platform to perform and and you know, get our our band and our name and everything out there and the networking and and just the support and everything that we've had there thank you so much tom o'connor for welcome us welcoming us in and uh allowing us to play there and and thank you alec lewis for you know working with us in um all of our interesting recording sessions not that we didn't and, shout and you out enough yeah we <laughs> that's enough shout outs for you bud um Oh my God! There's so many people I'm sure I'm missing. Shout out to Lenore for coming to pretty much all the gigs. Um, and I'll leave the rest to Malcolm here. And of course, biggest shout out today to Calvin. Yeah, Calvin, yeah, you know what you doggo. do. You know how you helped us out today. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you and all that you are. But seriously, uh, I do want to give a big personal shout out to my better half, to my guy, Manny. Um, He's my rock. He supports me in all that we do. And he's uh, definitely a big fan and a great roadie because he's like just lifts up those amps like they're nothing. Yeah, he's like, you want me to lift this Fender twin? No problem. Yeah, I'll carry that up through three flights of stairs. No problem. But seriously, Manny, love you. Appreciate you. Yeah, and just thank you to everyone out there. All right, cool. Thank you, Andy, for having us on the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate you. This is amazing. Well, thanks. Uh, So again, House of Saturn, I'm Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and we'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.